Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, I'm so excited today because I have the fabulous relationship and sex therapist, Miss Gabby, in here with me again today. How are you going? I'm going very well. I love it. I'm so glad you're here because we've now released two episodes around sex and I just get more and more questions all the time and I'm like, you know what, we need to put this into a podcast. And so in addition to Miss Gab, I also have uh, another special guest with me today and she's a sex lover and that's Mel Sarge. (laughs) Do you know what? I'm pretty much a lover of all things in life. I'm just very excited about life generally. I love it. Uh, no wonder we get along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Mel uh, has just decided to join us because we thought, why? let's have a party. Let's have a sex <laughs> why party. Why not? Why not? <laughs> we'll have a sex party. <laughs> so uh, just a little bit of a recap, Gab. I've so never you- had a sex party with girls, but I'd be interested to. Because well, th- I think I might have a bit of le- lesbian tendencies. There you go. Well, why not? <laughs> you have more orgasms in same-sex relationships. <laughs> I've heard that, actually. Is yeah. that true? Yep. Really? Is that just because, like, if it's the same sex, you kind of know what? You know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. Is it the same with guys? So, women have orgasm 65% of the time with guys and 95% of the time with same-sex partners. Yeah, and 100% by yourself. Yeah. Oh, not <laughs> My best friend's always like, well, it doesn't really matter with relationships because we do it best to ourselves anyway. <laughs> no, bring him to a sex therapist. Get him to learn. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So do you get that a lot? Like that, that you are actually sometimes when people come to see you, you're teaching them about like how to have sex and sexual techniques? Absolutely. The majority of people, couples that see me what they think they know about sex is very little really yeah and they've got a lot of unrealistic expectations from porn or god knows where and yeah basically some of our sessions are just whole sex education really yeah how to orgasm how to do foreplay how to everything i know we've talked about this before like you know in sex in the city there was the episode where the girls went to the older couple who literally like the woman was teaching girls how to pleasure a man and okay. they literally I don't remember that they episode. literally did she, know. she masturbated him in front of them all are you serious babe that's a lot and then he ejaculated in miranda's hair <gasps> Ooh, yeah, that would be that's um, too much. Yeah, sorry, that would be <laughs> that would be illegal in Australia for a sex therapist to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. there's no hands-on teaching involved with a sex therapist that you see in Australia if they've got the proper qualifications and governing body. We're not allowed to even send people to surrogates. In America, you're allowed to send couples to a surrogate to practice with, yeah, yeah. which is like a highly qualified sex worker. And I think I think that's kind of good. Like if people can't orgasm or they're having some issues or, you know, need to build up their confidence, I think that's great. But in Australia, no, it's talk therapy and we send you home to practice oh, okay. your stuff on I your know. own. <laughs> One of our podcasts that we produce, Blurred Lines, the guy is a male sex worker. And yeah, yeah I've been out for dinner with him once and he no we weren't on a date we weren't yeah I wasn't a client oh well he's my client from here yeah he was saying that there was a lot of that that goes on he feels like he's educating 
a lot of the time. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. In Australia, sex work is legal. And so it's really high standard and high education factor involved. And a lot of sex workers do feel like counsellors, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's definitely just not legal for a sex therapist to do any hands-on. So, do you have like models? Like, you know, you go to the doctor's surgery and they've got like plastic models that they use. Like, you know, no, like, like you know, like like it might be a knee or like a, I've, um, I've had pop- puppets. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I draw pictures, pretty bad pictures. There you go. That's interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. But of course, I, I know that you've said before that when people come to you, that quite often it's actual head stuff. Um, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh well, that's the thing with orgasming, isn't it? Because yeah. you, if you're in your head too much, you just can't get there. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. for women. Yeah, and oh, we all have really busy lives and stuff as well. So. Uh, I generally send most of my clients to get a checkup with their GP first to rule out any medical factors, any physical factors, because there are a lot of physical reasons why women can't orgasm. This girl that I know, she had a back operation, yep. and there was it did something to the nerves, and now she comes in like very quickly and has lots of orgasms, whereas before she was the opposite. Yeah, yeah. So any back stuff can cause um, orgasm changes for for men or for women. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people wouldn't know that. I know. Yeah. 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 So do they say that when you're going in for back surgery? Are they like, okay, this is going to fix your back, but it might ruin your sex life? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, really? uh, It depends on which area you're getting operated and stuff like that. I get sent people that are recovering from back surgery and the changes that can happen in their sex life can be pretty, really tough. Your friend got lucky, really. Really? (laughs) So did he, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But a lot of women just have general stuff that can be easily worked on. The doctors will test for their hormones. Uh, They could have depression or anxiety, low body um, self-image, self-esteem factors. They could have sexual abuse trauma. They could have vaginismus, dyspronia. Vaginismus, you won't be able to insert the penis into your vagina. It'll be too painful. Dyspronia is pain in other areas of the vagina. When you were talking about women who they've got like a low level self-esteem in terms of their their looks and stuff like that, I think feel yeah. like that's really common. Yes. But this girlfriend of mine said that it's only recently when she's in her 40s where she's stopped sex sort of being like a performance for her because yeah. she sort of feels like it's a performance, you yes. know, and she needs to like look and act a certain way and stuff and that's just gone out the door now, which really? I find incredible. Yeah, and, and, and it's pretty common and that's why I think they could call us cougars but while we're pretty popular with young men because we're pretty confident about ourselves by the time you yeah. pass 40, we really don't care anymore. <laughs> we just go, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to have a good time whether you are here or not. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll show you what to do. <laughs> but young, yeah, when you're younger and a female, there's so much pressure on looks and getting it right. And a lot of young women come in to me and they're worried about what, how they taste, how they smell. Wow, whether that's crazy. Whether their partner's going to get RSI because they're taking too long what? to orgasm. That's week. bizarre. I honestly yeah. never. I never worry about neither. that. Neither. I never yeah. have. I, I, I had some great. body image issues as a younger girl. But when I was having sex with men, it was just 
I don't know, really. Because, like, you know, if if you're in a loving relationship and you think the person loves you. And and a lot of girls yeah. aren't sometimes. Yeah, yeah okay, and, true. Or they've been brought up with sexual shame in their household. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which could come from, you know, a strict religion or it could come from, you know, just their parents having sexual shame and passing that on and then... Religion. Then, then they meet guys or hear guys at school make jokes about vulvas smelling or whatever, and they don't yeah. unless you've got bacterial vaginosis. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. So I have found recently that because people have listened to our episodes mm-hmm. that people are coming to me with questions for you. And so, interestingly, one question that somebody put to me the other night to ask you is they wanted to know what's normal. So, she was like, "Like, what's what's normal? She was like, me and my husband have sex twice a week. Is that normal? Is that too much? Is that not enough? <laughs> like, she's like, ah. And I think she's like, and, and she was kind of going to me, what do you think? Do you think that's normal? I'm like, do you know, that's really know. interesting because like, I saw someone the other recently as well, the same as you, Mel, who was asking the same question. So the husband was saying that he thought it was normal to have sex twice a week and she only wanted it once a month. Yeah. So basically, that's what I see a lot, mismatch libidos or desire discrepancy. Dr. Sandra Perdo has a really good site on that. But what's normal is everyone's normal, the whole gamut. And it's only really a dysfunction if you two find it in with your partner, yeah, right. you find it to be a dysfunction. So if you've got two people that only want sex once a month, they're totally happy. You've yeah. got two people that yeah. want sex every day, they're totally happy. Yeah, uh, It's when you try and get those people together where it can get in the painful cycle called the pursuer distance cycle, where the pursuer always feels rejected, unwanted, yes. unloved, yeah. and the distancer always feels smothered or overwhelmed or pressured yeah. or abnormal. And it's just not true. Like, And that would draw them range. apart a little bit as well because it oh, creates tension. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they come in pretty, pretty sad and hurt and angry and yeah yeah i i i can see how that would happen um yeah yeah absolutely and especially if people aren't communicating necessarily very well about it yeah yeah. or if they're not if they've got unrealistic expectations if if they have an idea in their head okay having sex every day is normal Mm. and everyone's doing it except us you might start thinking it's okay to get angry with your partner and treat them as though they're abnormal, but that's not okay ever. No. So come in and, and speak to an expert because, you know, it's very normal for women to lose their sexual desire after kids for a whole year. Yeah. I have women coming yeah. in going, oh, where's my libido gone? I just don't feel like sex. Oh. I just go, it's totally normal. It's very – it changes <laughs> a lot after kids. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I had – issues with it after kids and I found my way back to pure sex performance after, <laughs> <laughs> wow, after like discovering <laughs> Pilates yes so Pilates yeah. brought back my core strength and yes. stuff like that and I know this sounds strange but once I've gotten this core strength, I've actually feel like the fire like inside right. me return and I feel stronger as like a human as well in my spirit because my entire, like after those kids, those two kids very quickly, yes. I'm a yoga teacher and I'd go yeah. to send poses and stuff and it just hurt my lower back yeah. and I just felt really crap about everything, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's really changed my life, Pilates. Plus I can oh. hold on to my Wii for a very, very long time. Wow, yeah. nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> like if we're driving along like with someone and I can say, oh, no, I don't need to go. I need to go, but I won't go yet. We can go in a few hours. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> well, we're, I'm the opposite. I'm called midget bladder. <laughs> Pull over. <laughs> but uh, I used to a, be. This is what I tell a lot of women when they come in, that the more time you give it a practice self-care, like going to Pilates, eating yeah. healthy, getting, an, getting some sleep, get yeah. up with the baby, help her, yeah. the more she'll get her sex drive back. And in practicing pelvic floor exercises or Kegel exercises, if you're having trouble having an orgasm or getting there or getting in the mood is the best number one thing yeah. you can do. Do you know about those balls that you can get from yeah. Honey to Bird It? Do you know about them? Yeah. You put them yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah. My husband gave me some for my birthday a few years ago. He read, he read Fifty Shades of Grey when we are on holidays. Love yeah. it. He read yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey, so he went and bought me some balls. Yeah. Go, shop, go shopping in them. How did you like them? Yeah, do you know what? I, didn't I like don't them. know where my balls are. Yeah, I think I've lost them. I've lost mine too. Yeah. I remember this one inappropriate day where my child, my two-year-old actually got one of the balls and was like carrying it around. I was like, oh, no, no, give that to me. I put it in the bin. I was like, hilarious. <laughs> like, mummy, what's this? Do you know where those balls have been? <laughs> in Same, my vagina. It's a new toy, mummy. Same place you were. Yeah, yeah. You came out of. You need a lock drawer. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, true, I do. So, Gab, okay, next question about normal is how long does sex normally go for? Or is there a normal? I can okay. just hear some thinking music. Dun, dun, well, dun, dun. Again, there's, again, there's no normal. So, yeah. you know, an orgasm can go from 20 seconds to two minutes in a female. Two minute orgasm? Yeah. What? I've never had that. Yeah. I have. Orga- hashtag awesome. orgasm goals. Yeah. Not, really? all, not all the time. Yeah. What, what I've noticed is if my hubby and I are like kind of like a lot of foreplay taking our time yeah, that I've sort of that thing as, yeah. then i will have like a massive really oh. really long orgasm wow. like really long yeah but that doesn't happen all the time because sometimes you're just like yeah let's yeah. have some sex okay yeah and just like go for it but then you know every now and then you're like let's take our time with this yeah yeah it's a saturday night we've got nothing to do <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish. I can't wait for those days so again. So good. Yeah, so I, I, I've really yeah. noticed that. Like, yeah. Like, the orgasm strength and length go is dependent on, like, the for how long we Is play. it the same yeah. for and the whole two minutes? Or does it come in a trough and... No, for me, it's just kind of, like, just keeps going and going. I'm like, oh, wow, damn. Like, yeah. Wow. And I'm yeah. like, I'm still going. I'm still going. Wow, that's going. amazing. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. And, and what I was going to add is that... You might be edging, so getting close to orgasm and then pausing and moving back and getting close oh, and yeah. pausing and moving back. And you're kind of building up that sexual tension. Yeah. So when oh. the muscles do start to contract, it's super powerful and it can go without the refractory period. Yeah. So some people's multiple orgasms need a refractory period and some people just have them all in a row. Yeah. So, oh, But it okay. is the foreplay and tantric uh, vulva massage is mm. if your guy doesn't know how to do that, look it up. It's Tantric vulva massage. Yeah. Okay, cool. So your partner's probably doing all those things. You're probably doing all those things together. and Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, just didn't. naturally. <laughs> there you go. Didn't even realise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also Let's expert go. in tantric vulva massage. Yeah. <laughs> Pop that on the CV. Yeah. And so I think as well, 
that, and I think when my friend was asking me about, okay, how long does sex normally go for? I think because sometimes, especially, you know, if people watch porn and that, you know, like they're kind of hammering away for like <laughs> 10, oh, 15 yeah. minutes sometimes. Oh, speaking so, of hammering, yes, that is just that's the last woeful. thing to oh, get a God. woman to have an orgasm <laughs> yeah. is hard and fast, which is what guys think they're meant to be doing. So slow and yeah. terrible. And Gentle, yeah. yeah. Before, I mean, hard and fast at the end. Once she's really worked up and lubricated and yeah. asking for it, but not from the get go. <laughs> the yeah. jackass, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one goes for it. Yeah. So, but that's not. But people would generally not like that. Wouldn't be a, like a normal or, or no, no. Yeah. Porn is men's porn is pretty far away from realistic to what how a woman's body really works. It's probably better to watch a porn made by women. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Yeah. So. How do you know? Oh, you can Google porn made by women, I oh, think. Uh, interesting. Porn made by women. Yeah. Or I mean, and you can, Layla Martin's got some good videos on how to squirt and have multiple orgasms. She follows Sandow, who's the expert in that. There's lots of videos and stuff out there. OMG Yes is a good website, I think, and O School and Wildflower. Yeah. They they show women how, like, I think real footage of women ha- having orgasms and how they're doing it and how mm-hmm. they're getting there. So some women, there's about, I think, 15% of women have never had an orgasm and can't do it for multiple reasons. So definitely they can see a therapist and work on that. Some might not, but only 10% have orgasms easily. So you guys are going really well. Okay. <laughs> Want to fill your soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. What is an orgasm? So an orgasm is about 8 to 12 kind of contractions of the the uterus, the vaginal canal, the yeah, it's just the muscle contractions, it's the build up of sexual tension. You might feel heat flowing through you in waves. And they're shown in MRIs of the brain now that it lights up every area of the brain. Oh, really? Yeah, which is very rare. Like, not all consecutively. They used to say, oh, it only lights up the reward centers and gives you a hit of dopamine and like the areas that cocaine lights up. But it actually lights up more areas. Yeah. And the clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings. Yeah. yeah. So... When you're trying to go for the G-spot, you're hitting the back of the clitoris or some people call it the female prostate and things like that. So, you know, we're pretty wired for some pretty amazing pleasure. Yeah. And it's got no other purpose, the clitoris, except for pleasure. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. That's great. Mm, it's just yeah. there for our pleasure. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Whereas a penis, you know, to insert and procreate. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, women's bodies are like, yeah, we just got a special magic button. There you go. The clitoris, the the magic button. Yes. (laughs) And most women can only orgasm via the clitoris. 75% of women can't have vaginal vaginal orgasms or ejaculate or G-spot orgasms or all that stuff. I mean, you can learn how to do it, but most women just orgasm via their clitoris. So that's why foreplay is so important. Important. Or she can hold an egg on there like a vibrating egg during sex. So you can both orgasm together. You can get a cock ring with a little vibrating oh, yeah. thing that hits the 
Yeah. Thing well. I went to um, a sex party. Apparently. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> a sex toy party, I should Whoa. say. I was going to say, where are these sex parties happening? Sorry, no, sex toy party, not a sex, but sex toy party. And there was this thing that I bought and it's like you literally, like the you or your hubby, whoever, partner, can put this ring on your finger and it vibrates. So if you actually hold it on your clitoris <laughs> like it actually like vibrates it's a very strong sensation <laughs> yes yeah. which sounds better like- than a wedding ring yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the magic ring yeah the magic button ring yeah. yeah and I know that I think they're quite common and, and you actually if anybody's interested I know that yeah, I'm sure you could google like you know the different people that do it sell those sex toys and that yeah. sort of thing yeah. and it was really fun I had the sex toy party at my house and it was so fun because we were checking out all these different vibrators and, and girls were talking about talking about yeah, it that's true and see what works for other yeah, people just absolutely. a quick one on sex toys mm-hmm. so I love sex toys but I find Often I'll get frustrated using a sex toy with a partner because it feels like a third person there, sort of. Like it takes away from the connection with your partner sometimes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, some women feel that way and some women find it enhances it. Like they feel like it's a bit naughtier or bit unpredictable it's just, so it's just personal again. yeah yeah mm. so much range in human sexuality which yeah. is why you can't ever say anything's totally normal or abnormal or yeah 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 okay do um, what you like and what you're consenting to and when you yeah. talk about people who can't orgasm or i've had this time where i was seeing this guy and i just could not orgasm with him it was weird okay yeah um so that's called situational anorgasmia uh and i mean there could have been a number of factors. He was good it, in bed. It was very strange. Yeah. And, you know, for the time that I was dating him, I couldn't actually masturbate either. Really? That's I just weird. was like, I was on the no-come island. I don't know what on was going no on. the no-come island. That's a sad place. It was place. bizarre. <laughs> okay, we've just got two names. We've got the situational <laughs> orgasmicness. And, of, and orgasmia. And orgasmia. And we've got, we're in the no-come island. <laughs> it's bizarre. I and I that. used to get really, I'd get annoyed over yeah. it and, like, stress out and say to him, I can't orgasm with you. Yeah. Strange. And very good looking, like everything yeah. good, yeah. good in bed. Yeah. So he said he was. Yeah. And it that seemed, happens to, to a lot of women. Really? That's why, like, it's really, it's so sad because a lot of guys go, oh, women just think they're too good for us. They just want the perfect guy or they're rejecting us for no good reason because I'm not rich enough or all that kind of rubbish. But actually, it's, it's not about that. If women don't feel chemistry, it's very hard to orgasm. And women can date a hot guy and not feel chemistry, a rich guy not feel chemistry. Like, and then they can date like maybe what a guy, a, like a, a chubby guy on a motorbike <laughs> with a tattoo over his face and, and just have the best orgasms of their life. <laughs> and they might go, well, but his values don't match mine, but God... I can yeah. really, my body is going, yes. So what is it about <laughs> that? Because it's, do you know what else it is as well? When you're really attracted to someone, they're just walking and you sniff them and you're like, yeah, oh, a bit of pheromones. It's yeah. <laughs> bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So does, do they emit that or can other people just not smell it? Like, are you emitting that to each other, the smell? Because that's what my partner was saying. Attracted. He doesn't like, like, perfume because he likes to, like, yeah. smell that smell yeah well you you are attracted to people's pheromones like they did some kind of t-shirt test where all these guys sweated in these t-shirts i don't know for two days or something and women chose the t-shirt that they 
um, felt most attracted to, and they got along great with the guys. They actually had well, chemistry. Are you serious? Yeah. So you know, there's a lot going on that, that we we're don't not know aware about, of. Yeah. So it's it, women often say to me, you know, I'm dating a really nice guy. And I really love him and he's so kind and he's so reliable and he's so make the perfect husband and father, but I can't get turned on. I can't. Yeah. And they're so heartbroken because they, that's a bit of the annoying thing sometimes about the female body. There's so many other factors that make it a bit more complex, whereas testosterone makes guys easily be able to go, oh, yeah, I can shake her, shake her, yeah, yeah I'm looking yeah. orgasm with her, 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 him, yeah. him, them, yeah. whoever. <laughs> but, you know, some guys don't get that. But generally, yeah, for women, it can be a bit more uh, complex. Yeah, yeah. So you were saying before we started recording that it's something like 65% of women orgasm with their part with it only their yeah only 65 percent well apparently 65 percent oh no women orgasm 65 percent of the time in heterosexual relationships with a male partner but they can orgasm 95 percent of the time with a same-sex female partner just because a female knows the body yeah yeah that's i, I yeah find that really interesting and yeah. as mel said you, you, you can <laughs> orgasm 100 percent of the time with yourself <laughs> yeah. well some women can't and that's yeah yeah that's it's it, it, well it's interesting that you said as well about not there's like mel and i aren't the norm like multiple orgasms like big long orgasms and stuff like that i have heard friends say they didn't orgasm till they were 30 or my yeah. mum once told me she didn't I think she told me she didn't orgasm till she was 35 or even 40 or something yeah and we were driving somewhere I still remember at the time I would have been early 20s or whatever yeah and I was drinking a Slurpee I think and I just yeah. spat it all over the <laughs> windscreen because I just could not oh imagine. why she said that yeah like I couldn't believe it because I'd been my girls school was very strange but we all used to get together and masturbate together and stuff wow. like that Oh, yeah, wow. so all the guys in the wow. world, if they hear this, are just going, you've just gone, yep. Loretto Mandeville and Turek. doing. <laughs> and it's the worst. It was like the really, like, uppity Catholic girls school. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Turek girls. Love it. Love it. <laughs> well, that Mama Brighton girls where I grew up. But same yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of married women have, yeah, been having sex for 10 years and never had an orgasm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So why is it? Why do some people not orgasm? For the millions of factors I've mentioned, but more yeah. like there's sexual shame, there's lack of education, they don't, you know, their partner doesn't know what they're doing. They might have both been virgins when they met. Neither yeah. of them know what they're doing or how their body works. And if the woman doesn't masturbate much and figure out how to do it for herself, yeah. she's not going to be able to show him or or she might not have a partner who receives feedback well. Yeah. So she might just fake orgasms just to get it over and done with. I or feel like faking an orgasm's retro. Like that's something that happened more in the 90s than now. Is it true? Or is it just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Because you know, within Harry Met Sally, the big fake orgasm scene. Yeah. And stuff, yeah. Women are more empowered now and and not, not taking on board any, any slut shaming or anything like that. Women are going... I deserve to have good sex. So and good. Yeah, so they're learning about their bodies and they're having much so better So positive. Yeah. yeah. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. 
So I have a question for you, and this is a question that somebody sent to me for okay. you. Yeah. So she said that when she's having sex, that she often self-sabotages her orgasms yeah, during I've done sex. That before. Yeah. Be- by, because she starts thinking while she's having, uh, having sex, she starts thinking about bad things she's done oh. or that her body doesn't look good or that she's a bad mother. Her mind just starts thinking all these negative things and that she then like can't orgasm and she's like is that common because i think she's like where i'm going like i'm self-sabotaging my orgasms and is that common and and what how can she fix that it's super common she's best off seeing a, a qualified sex therapist to help with that because because again the number of reasons it could be that she's got low self-esteem or she could have been in an abusive relationship for a long time and doesn't feels like she doesn't deserve love or doesn't know how to receive pleasure. Uh, She could have been sexually abused as a child. She could have, like, there's so many reasons to have that negative thinking. Um, and also tired as well. Like it, oh, you tired. have to concentrate. Yeah, mum, mums go sex. like mums lose their yeah. orgasm, or so it's not even sabotage. They, you know, they'll think, "Oh my god, I didn't heat up the bottle for the baby." we can't have sex now. Like they'll yeah. be in the middle of sex thinking that and then I they won't have th- an orgasm. <laughs> you know, just on those principles of like stopping the brain and all that yeah. sort of thing and relaxing. If someone was having a hard time orgasming, do you think a joint might help or, uh, or I, not? Yeah, a lot of people uh, have experimented in recreational drug use to be more uninhibited and yeah, alcohol okay. and stuff like that. But then if you do it too much, there's also the opposite effect. Oh, it ruins it. It can Off make it harder to orgasm oh, or okay. harder for the man to yeah. stay erect or things like that. Yeah. So, for instance, if that woman came to me, we it depends why that's happening, but we might I might try cognitive cognitive behavioural therapy with her, which is about challenging those thoughts, writing them down, um, challenging whether there's evidence to prove them true or evidence against it. So they can come up with a more rational thought that's a bit kinder to themselves okay. and start learning self-compassion. We might do acceptance commitment therapy, which is mindfulness-based, about not taking your feelings and thoughts as though they're facts and not fusing with them and being more mindful. So when you're having sex, you'd probably focus more on, oh, he's now touching my outer labia and he's going to the inner labia and or and or saying a positive thought, I deserve sex, sex is natural, like just replacing those. Depends if there's deep trauma, they might need to do some resource therapy or EMDR. But then you were saying some things, yeah, about whether, you know, trying joints or that might work for some people, but you can just maybe try some sensate focus exercises that I tailor for my couples. Yeah, that sounds – all of that stuff sounds really helpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, with the sensate focus exercises, they actually learn – say if they haven't – they've given up having sex for a year and they're feeling really embarrassed about instigating it or – Yeah, it's funny after you haven't done it for a while. It's almost like even if you're in a long-term relationship, yeah. it's like sort of discovering each other again. It's very a bit embarrassed yeah. and virginal again. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I start, them, I start them off just doing basic central touch exercises mm, yeah. and no sex for probably the first 10 weeks and no foreplay. And, well, it, it builds up to that. You get more and more. Each exercise goes more sexy and That's more That's a really naughty. good idea. Yeah. So that can really help. And some women might have hyperactive sexual desire disorder, you know, and these are all the things we'd have to look at. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Want to fill your soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. What advice do you give to people generally to keep their sex life alive and active? 
So uh, I would get couples to learn their love languages, which are each other's love languages, and make sure they're actually speaking each other's love language, not the love language you think your partner wants. Because if there's any resentment, resentment blocks women's sex drive Uh. really a lot. So if her love language is acts of service and he's leaving dirty underwear or, and socks all over the house, she's not going to want to bonk your brains out. She's going to be s- sitting on a lot of angry thoughts and the women's brain is her erogenous zone. So, so you need to show some validation and compassion. A lot of women are really starving for some empathy. They don't want to be fixed, guys. Don't, if she says a sad or hurt thought, don't jump in with a solution. <laughs> Yeah. So I know my love language is quality time. Yeah. I know for me, when Craig and I, if we're just like hanging out, if we're spending like good quality time together, that that makes me feel more loving towards him. Absolutely. Even just like going for walks or, you know, just hanging out, watching TV together. Yeah. That quality time. So, hey, Gab, so do you want to quickly run through what the five love languages are for people? I think I'm I'm gifts. I like gifts. Yeah. And guys aren't good at that. I've tend to found some yeah you just got to find well it's too late if you've already gone <laughs> they can learn they can learn yeah but some guys are only good at gifts like they'll really? just buy their partner gifts and won't spend any quality time with them or stuff like ah. that so so there's gifts quality time words of affirmation uh physical touch and acts of service so yeah do you want me to explain them a little bit or yeah sure yeah. okay so if if your number one love language is quality time, you really feel loved. Like Mel? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's my love language is quality yeah. time. You really feel loved when the person gives you their undivided attention when they're talking to you and asks you how you're feeling and what you're thinking. And, you know, if you just watched a movie together, you kind of analyse it together or <laughs> what would you have done in this situation? And But if, if they're with a partner who checks their phone, halfway through while they're talking or does, does a job. Yeah, it goes to do a job or leaves a room while yeah, they're talking. Yeah. They can feel so really oh. hurt and not connected. And yeah. and cancelling dates at the last minute with a quality time person as though it's too costly or you don't have time is a, you know, they're, they're going to lose all energy for the relationship. So, wow. yeah, if you've got the same love languages, you're so lucky. But if you've got to work on it, yeah, yeah it's best to find what your partner's is, and then you'll be having more great sex. Yeah, yeah. Gifts is, yeah, you feel loved when you get a good gift and birthdays and Christmas. <laughs> For me, and I feel like that is just mine's like so ridiculous. Like yeah. gift Not giving. Really? No. no. And what about when, if, you're, if your partner remembered some earrings that you saw in Morpeth a year ago yeah. and they got that for your birthday? So like, sweet. Yeah. It's so full. So really my fun. best Absolutely. friend and my partner, theirs is words of affirmation. Yeah. Their love language. They need to hear that what their partner loves about them, what they feel attracted to about them, what they're grateful for. <sighs> if they're with a partner who's silent and loves in acts of service and maybe builds them tables all the time and yeah. fixes the plumbing and cooks yeah. their favourite meal, yeah. but they don't ever hear any words, they'll just feel totally unloved. And the other person will be going, but I built you this table. Me <laughs> <laughs> <Many> days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fascinating, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. So what's the fifth one? So there's acts of service, quality time, gifts, affirmations. There's physical touch. Physical touch. Yeah. Physical touch. The main women that I find have higher libidos than their partner are women with a number one love language of physical touch yeah yeah and they're yeah they devastated because 
we've been uh, socialised so long to think that men should be always on and always ready and, you know, like a firecracker and, and women are like a cold bath, which a lot of them are and <laughs> take time. You need foreplay to yeah, warm yeah, it up. Yeah. But some of these physical touch women, like they're really happy with sex every day and, yeah. you know, and when, as men get older, sometimes the testosterone drops and, yeah. and you know, uh and they can feel really hurt, like, don't you love me anymore? And, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great really getting couples to understand each other and and yeah. get learn each other's love language. And then, yeah, more sex happens. So, is that... Yeah. I suppose that's the main way to keep it alive. And, and come and learn. Like, look it up. Research how to keep sex alive. Like, there's... Keep it unpredictable. The reason the honeymoon period with couples is so exciting... And such a turn on is because everything's new and it gives us a dopamine hit, the reward center in the brain. In a long-term relationship, if we don't keep doing some new or unpredictable or exciting things with each other, you lose that dopamine hit and a a lot of couples can get really bored. Yeah. 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 Outdoor sex is good. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Speaking like a true sex lover, Mel. Love it. I want to hear about your multiple orgasms. Yeah, I used to have this boyfriend who was very good and he he was an artist as well. So he was oh, a stand-up comedian go. as well. <laughs> he would he would often he'd do so much oh because you were talking about keeping it going, right? Yeah. He would always do heaps of crazy fun like un Usual oh, things. stuff. Yeah, yeah. so I, I remember this one time when I was working in Manly at a corporate job uh-huh. and he came up, he flew up and I opened the door and he just did like a strip tease, like with the chair and the full dancing and everything. So That's that would be great. normal for him. But one of our favorite things was sex under waterfalls. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, so we always awesome. would like seek out waterfalls and have sex under them. Beautiful. I'm calling that unpredictable and spontaneous. Uh, is yeah. it spontaneous if you go seek them out? I don't know, but it sounds like you had a lot of variety there, Mel. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> yeah. what it was. The variety. The variety. Yeah. But can I just say, if you're hearing all of us, do not compare yourselves with Mel no. and Mel because <laughs> they've got a really great, confident uh, feeling about their bodies and their sex life and this is unusual. So if you're more in the regular category of mm. sometimes you orgasm, sometimes you don't, sometimes you, you know, have sex out of missionary position and sometimes you don't yeah <laughs> that's okay like but do you know what how do you get to the multi because i was i was saying that i'm a big fan of the multi multi and yeah, it yeah. doesn't not hard for me i think the other day was like could be like 10 i lost count that's but great how do you yeah well how do you I'm get calling there? That, i'm calling that not normal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i don't yeah. think it is i'm you not got, normal though yeah, in I'm the 10% category, strange. in the in the lucky good category, like mm. like very lucky, whereas the other categories are good, but it's, yeah, they're going to be, feel a bit more like hard work trying yeah. to get there. I think it's just being open, isn't it? Is that yeah. what leads you to the multiple, multiple? Yeah, so many, like open about sex, communicating with your partner about what you like and don't like, him, you know, learning how to do maybe a tantric vulva massage, you mm. know. And keep it going. Some women, you know, when they try to have multiple orgasms can feel sore or irritated. Mm. Or if they try to have G-spot orgasms or ejaculate, they can just feel like they're going to pee. Yeah. Oh, so you can, God, that's no good. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's a fluid from the skin's gland. So they don't have to yeah. worry about that. Empty yeah. your bladder before sex and then yeah. move past that feeling. But 
there's good videos online that can help mm. you with that. And do you know what? I, so, and so you said a second ago about Mel and I that we both, you know, sound quite confident with sex. But I would say, do you know what? When I was young, I read a lot of the Cosmo Cleo sealed sections. Mm. Yeah, like I really did. Do you know what? Yeah. And I go. So I remember being mm. a they teenager. A they really did. I remember mm. being a yeah. teenager, and I did a lot of reading about the clitoris. Yeah. I did a lot of reading about yeah, orgasms. Right. That's yes. really interesting. So I go. Do you know what? And and I remember reading. And so because I did a lot of reading, you know, in yeah. the old magazines, I think that really made me understand what sex, what it's so yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I, knowledge is power, right? It makes yeah, you feel better. Absolutely. And yeah. I read something once that yeah. I still think about now, and it was like um, it was in the Cosmo or Cleo, one of them, and it, they'd interviewed all these guys, and these guys talked about what they're thinking when they're having sex with you. Yeah. And they were all really beautiful things. Oh, yeah. that's oh, so sweet. It was, that's it, awesome. Yeah. It was actually like, oh, doesn't her, her skin feel so soft or she smells really good. Yeah. yeah. You know, all these just really yeah. beautiful yeah. things that men are thinking. That's so sweet. And the whole point of yeah. it was is that we as women can quite often feel we think that men are judging us and analyzing us. They're like, oh, I've got a bit of a pot belly or I've got some cellulite on my butt or, you know, my boobs are too small. And that's what we're thinking. But yeah. actually, the point they, this article was going, the guys aren't thinking that. No, they're thinking all no. these beautiful things. I love girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, testosterone yeah. is just like going, wow. <laughs> I'm so lucky. This is the hottest chick I've ever seen. <laughs> like, do you know what? We'll be thinking the opposite. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so because I read so much in my young years, I read a lot of Cosmo Cleo and I read a lot about sex that for me, I, if I, I, I would say I am confident with sex. It's because I read so much and I yes. always remember that article going, oh, you know what? I just assume that, the, that, that, that yeah. whoever I'm having sex oh. with are thinking nice things about me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So good. <laughs> so important. That's it. Should be. That's why yeah. it should be a bit better. Sex education. In yeah. Schools, because a lot of girls people don't know. Whoever well, missed out on that article, like that, would be great for yeah. all women to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, I think after you have kids, you know, oh, I hear yeah. so much from mums about how they they feel like they've changed and yeah. their libido's changed and even that scary thing of actually having sex for the first time after kids. But yeah. I've, oh, yeah. I've had, yeah, and it's it, like I had set, I had um, lots of success with Pilates, but, you yeah. know, other people say that, oh, we do anal sex now because, you know, oh, I... Oh, no. Because they, because it's like easier for them to come and stuff like that. Oh, really? <laughs> ah, but that's so, you know, so there are jokes around like, oh, my God, that after kids, the vagina will be too stretched. Yeah, you've heard and the guys heaps. won't yeah, feel yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And, and, you know, the vagina is so elastic, it totally can go back. You might need to do some Kegel and pelvic floor exercises to to strengthen yourself again, but it yeah. definitely goes back. That's like, empowering, isn't it, for people? Yeah. 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 So I think we should end on this note. And I think for all women... We need to remember to think good thoughts about ourselves yeah. and to know and trust that whoever we're having sex with, hubby, partner, I don't know, whatever it is, yeah. whatever that looks like, is that they are actually 
thinking the best of you and thinking good thoughts of you because I know that that totally changed my thoughts around sex and 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 certainly did make <laughs> makes me go ah you know what he's thinking good things and yeah. this is coming from a woman I when I had my son I literally have stretch marks from my belly button down it's all like a really loose elastic that's been stretched to oblivion <laughs> I go it's all wobbly and I remember my kids go geez your tummy's like it's wobbly I go that's because you were in the yeah my four-year-old asked if I was pregnant again the other day I said <gasps> no do you know I mommy's have- just enjoying some butter and cheese lately <laughs> I had that once I tried just because you know how your tummy takes a while to go down yeah. I went in to get a coffee at my coffee shop after I had my baby and it was my first outing after I had the baby and they go when are you when are you due when are you having it or whatever and I was like oh I've had it and the coffee and I got in the car and I remember my partner I just looked at him and they said they just said what are you having a baby and I was like And do you know what I love, Mel? You still love great sex. <laughs> well, no, your tummy takes a while to go yeah. down. And yeah. no one tells you all that stuff either, by the way, you yeah. know. That's what we should do. One one shows um, sex after birth. <laughs> okay, that can be our next uh, yeah. sex session with um, with Dr. Gabby. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, Soul Sisters, I hope that you have learned a bit today that maybe you are feeling normal like everyone else when it comes to sex. And if you have any questions, reach out and ask them. We can do another sex with Gabby and the two Mel's. <laughs> another another session because you know the more we talk about it I think the more we realize that we're actually all just normal in our own ways and doing our own thing the best we can and if we need a bit of help we can always go and book in with Gabby the relationship and sex therapist absolutely you're Yay. totally welcome you can contact me on gabrielle laurie at hotmail.com Gabriel, because yeah. I'm not on the thrive website anymore because I'm moving oh there you go I'm moving to Toronto. <laughs> if you're out there. Yeah. You she does with it. Dr. Gabby. Yeah. Canada. No. No. <laughs> out of yeah. the lake. Okay. We yeah. have got lots of overseas well, 45 listeners. minutes away. So near yeah, Newcastle yeah. if you're yeah. an overseas listener. Yeah. 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 I've lived in Toronto in Canada. It was nice. Oh, I love but, it there too. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Gabby and Mel. And hope you enjoyed this Hey Soul Sisters. Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email melissa at thesistercode.com.